It is party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Brather Show here in the Mothership, which is Studio 22. Puppet Master Mark is at the helm, driving this thing into our nether regions. <laughs> you know, that popped into my head a couple of weeks ago when I said it, and I was like, I just, I, I think that this, our little intro gets longer and longer yeah. every time. Now we're driving it into the nether regions. Somebody's getting offended right now just because you said nether regions. Most people don't. I don't know that many people know what the nether regions are. Nether regions. As I cross my legs. Party foul, Steve. Hot news, Natalie, hanging out in the pub. What you drinking over there, Nat? Black Rifle Coffee. Sure you are. Sure you are. Made for and by Americans that love our country. Hey, you know, people don't believe it when we tell them that you don't drink. Yeah, I I can believe that. Because they think I'm drunk now. After last week in Vegas, and as hyper as you get, I'm like, God, I, I understand. Like, when we're out places, I'm like, you're so hyper. I can't imagine you. I know. With a substance mixed in. (laughs) I realize that most people have to take me in doses. I'm just wired for life. (laughs) I'm excited all the time and I don't need the alcohol because I really think I would end up on a bar. Yeah, I know. Actually, I I have been on a bar sober, so I think I would end up on a bar naked and... It well, just doesn't need to happen. Well, Steve, just, spike I'm, that, I'm, put I'm Dr. about to Pepper. spike your drink no, over here. Or it, I'll just we'll go to know, sleep. Uh, if many people have watched this show, do you know how many people's dreams come true at just the thought of that? <laughs> These perverted guys, and you know who you are. I, and you got, they were yelling hot news Natalie at the airport, right? They were. When you were in security. You have, you have labeled me. Oh, yeah. And I like it. Yeah. I, I did. I was like, ooh, I will never not wear makeup at the airport now again because people are like, hot news, Natalie. And I went, oh, gosh, it's there it is. I get messages every day about Candice, the queen of the mm-hmm. Ethiopians, and that's the way they call her, too. And they try to, instead of just Candace, they try to spell it out how it would sound, like Candizzy <laughs> or whatever. Anyway. Anyway. Party uh, time, Mom. Hey, where can people get those shirts right there? Party time, Mom. You get those blaze. at shop.blazemedia.com. Did I get that right, Mark? I think I did. I always yeah. I want to say shop.theblaze.com. Shop.blaze.com or Blaze Media. I don't know. Go to collections chat. My man, lawyer in the house. That's right. Got him on retainer. Josh Hammer, <laughs> Daily Wire, <laughs> editor at large. You are. How long you been with Daily Wire? You know, it was my one year anniversary just last week. Actually, yeah? believe it or not, I, I was contributing for a little bit before then, but my formal anniversary was just last week. That's yeah. cool. Did Ben Shapiro throw you a party? Uh, hard to throw a party remotely. I'm, I'm here with you in Texas. They're out, they're out in leftist California. <laughs> he could he could have thrown you a uh, virtual party, some an online deal. Does Ben Ben takes his Saturdays off, right? That's oh, his yeah. Shabbat. I mean, oh, is yeah. that his Sabbath? Oh yeah, he totally rests. 20, 25 hours from Friday night to Saturday night. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I wish I could do that. <laughs> you know what? She she she's politically insane, but Ariana Huffington yeah. has actually started to promote the Jewish Sabbath as a good model for the rest of society. And, and you know what? In today's day and age, I believe it is. Yeah, with social media and everything, it's good to just take a pause. Yeah, yeah. I did that for the most part uh, Sunday this past Sunday. I was like, I'm going to chill, and then of course the helicopter crash happened, and the That's media right. frenzy. That you have to say something, you know. Yeah, it's not just about Kobe, but then it becomes now you got to honor veterans that have died and everybody that's been in a tragedy ever in the history of the planet because everybody's going to bitch at each other. Oh, you're just talking about Kobe, not. Okay, okay, okay. Everybody's going to die. We're just going to mourn everybody right now. But I've started thinking, I think I'm going to start taking Sundays and just 
zip zilch because I, I work because i work on saturdays i mean I, I do shows and stuff so i think it's a good idea chad take, yeah. take sundays off get, maybe get a little football in if, if possible but it's, it's, it's a good model it's yeah. a good model yeah no i think you're supposed no, to rest it's not gonna happen we traveled so? for 12 hours on sunday i think uh, this just this past sunday past sunday just because of wow. delays no and, it was saturday that was saturday? saturday we did that yeah we traveled because oh, yeah. we had some delays we missed a connection and you should have seen us though and i'll get back to you in a second joshua you should have seen us the other day. We had uh, we had ten minutes to get to a plane in Charlotte. Oh, it no. was a fifteen minute walk based on the signs. We made it in four minutes. Oh wow! <laughs> I am out of shape, brother. Never, that's the only airport I've ever seen that has that many people running at any yeah, given time. It's a big airport. I've been there numerous times. Huge airport. It's very user friendly. I'll say that. But you know, I've been through Charlotte a hundred times, but it's so spread out. It really is. Yeah, they've got good bars though. They do have, they got good yeah. spots, good places to eat. They got good yes, bars, the whole thing. Yes, they do. So you got, you got, what's what's your opinion on this whole impeachment thing? I know you've got a strong one. We've talked about it some. Yeah. What? Should they call witnesses? So I don't really understand why Republicans and the president are so opposed to witnesses. I mean, look, in theory, here's how this is supposed to work, Okay. The House and Senate are supposed to, like, actually do what they're, you know, supposed to do and, like, yeah. write bills and pass laws and all that stuff that the Constitution talks about. It ain't going to happen this year because it's very simple. The Democrats control the House. Republicans control the Senate. It's also an election year. Everyone's risk averse. No one's trying to stick his or her neck out, put their foot on the line. So in that context... I don't really understand this Republican resistance to calling witnesses, drag this thing out. How is Hunter Biden getting up there not going to help the president and Republicans come November? I, I don't see it. I agree. I, I don't care about John Bolton. All right. He doesn't scare me either. I, I, I've defended John Bolton in the past. I'm somewhat ashamed of it now <laughs> because I, the thing that bugs me is, is Donald Trump brings these people into his staff. And then they're right out, and it's a controversy. And that's never a good look. You know, hire and fire, hire and fire. And John Bolton has this book coming out. And I'm like, you know, it's just like Comey's book when it came out. Who wants to read this crap? So the worst part is Axios last night, I think I saw broke that the New York Times got a copy of his book before anyone in the administration did. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to say John Bolton had anything to do with that, but it's pretty unforeseeable that John Bolton had nothing to do with that. Yeah. That's that's just not a good look. And like you, I'm a longtime defender of John Bolton. He, you know, he he he's a lifelong conservative. He really is. I mean, he went to Yale for both undergrad and law school at, at Yale undergrad. Mm-hmm. He was a member of what the nerds at Yale call the Yale Political Union's Party of the Right, which in their kind of nerdy political club is the most right wing party possible. Yeah. So he was he's like a lifelong like Barry Goldwater, Ronald Reagan conservative. So it's a little weird to see what's happening now. Yeah, I, the Never Trumpers, of course, are eating it up. They love it because, of course, John Bolton he comes out apparently in the book and says that he heard that that there was quid pro quo that went on that there, there was pressure. My issue there is Zelensky says he never felt any pressure. How can you have political pressure say we're going to withhold this from you until you investigate this? How can you say he's applying pressure when the guy, the right. pressuree, says he felt no pressure? Well, it's doubly stupid. That's the, that's probably the first reason why it's stupid. The second reason is that they released the aid without anything happening. Right. Nothing happened. I mean, you can't have a quid pro quo if there's a quid but no quo. Yeah. And that's probably why, to the Democrats' mild credit, they ended up dropping this whole quid pro quo thing. It wasn't poll testing well because it's stupid and because the American people don't really care for Aladdin, I guess. But, <laughs> <laughs> but 
Uh, yeah, I've got it tattooed on my arm. <laughs> I've got Greek here. I've got a little Hebrew over here, and I've got some Latin over here. I, I'm technically a law school. What does the Hebrew say? Uh, we'll get into that later on. <laughs> <laughs> Something about stoning women. But anyway, <laughs> it's a whole other issue. <laughs> Rifle Coffee. It's a veteran-owned premium small batch roast order coffee company for people who love America. They import only the highest quality beans from around the world and always roast to order their coffees for you after you place an order to ensure that you receive the freshest coffee available. They develop their explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus they learned as military members serving this great country. All Black Rifle Coffee Company blends are available in the whole bean, the ground varieties. They also have many roasts available for purchase in single-serve coffee rounds. The best way to enjoy this freedom-filled coffee is with the Black Rifle Coffee Club. What is that? Let me tell you. You choose the amount and the blends that you crave, and they offer it to you at a special discounted price, and it's shipped free directly to your home or office every single month this Added convenience allows you to keep working hard, making America the land of the free, the home of the brave, and you'll never have to rush to the store again. You can wake up every day to America's coffee by going to blackriflecoffee.com slash watchchad. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash watchchad. Then enter the discount code watchchad to receive 20% off your very first order of any coffee products, including the Black Rifle Coffee Club. Anyway, yeah, I agree with you. I it, it's funny the the phraseology that that gets to be a big deal trends and then goes away because in, in the countries too, you know, we had Russia, we had you know, you hear Haiti, you have this Puerto Rico deal. You know, Trump was the evil racist for withholding aid after Hurricane Maria, and now they're finding like seven, eight, nine warehouses full of supplies over there that they've been storehousing and warehousing over there and it just it's a bad look but everybody you know hated trump for puerto rico then it was a russian collusion and then it was ukraine and on down the line all these different things and then of course you had the um bribery you had quid pro quo um all these different words that become big words like collusion right everybody's on everybody's i mean no one's ever used the phrase quid pro quo you have because you're a lawyer <laughs> but nobody else nobody ever sits around saying Hey, Natalie, will you make me a sandwich or else? Quid pro quo? I want to. <laughs> are you engaging in quid pro quo? Um, nobody does that. There's also, there's nothing like inherently bad or nefarious about a quid pro quo. Yeah. It happens in politics all the time. Like literally in Congress, in the context of passing legislation, there's a pretty well-known concept that every high school civic student learns called log rolling, which is where someone, some legislator it, it, this is how you get pork, right? This is how you get pork barrel spending is one yeah. legislator agrees to do something in exchange for another legislator. And obviously that inevitably ends up entailing more and more spending, bigger government. I'm not defending on the merits, but it is historically and pragmatically a day-to-day reality of what happens in the U.S. Congress. So yeah. this happens all the time. Well, I'm just enjoying all of this senatorial pedophoging that's going on. <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty pretty enamoring for me. But I thought... I felt like, and we'll get off this impeachment thing here in a second, but I felt like they laid out, what, two days of stuff the left did, or at least the House managers, and then Trump's lawyers take about two hours and just dismantle the thing, I believe, in the first half hour. 
Did you feel that 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 was adequate enough with what was said there? Yeah, to be honest with you, Chad, you probably watched more of it than I did. It sounds like yeah. I, 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 caught, I, caught, I read the, I read back. Through okay, it. yeah, yeah. I, I, I caught the highlights. I, thought, I, I, Pat Baloney's a great attorney. I think he did a good job. Yeah. Um, look, the outcome of this is foreordained. Okay, the president is going to be acquitted. Yeah. It's just, a, it's just a question of whether they get Collins or Murkowski or maybe whether Joe Manchin or uh, Kristen Sinema or Doug Jones may, maybe cross over to vote with Mitch McConnell, but. Other than the exact tally, the president's getting acquitted. We know how this is going to end. And the only yeah. the only questions are, are they going to call witnesses? How long is this crap show going to play out? How much more of our time is going to be wasted? And who exactly is going to switch? Those, yeah. those, those are the only questions. Let's move on. You got a new article this out where you're talking about the current pronouns. Let's talk about that because this pronoun thing is something I love to make fun of. Yeah. What are the current? What are the? What are? What's going on right now? What's trending? Let's get yeah. back to that phrase. So the the basis for this was there was actually an opinion on the on the court here that that I clerked for. So the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit, which is here in Texas, Louisiana, and Mississippi, had an opinion earlier that this month, United States versus Varner was the case, where a divided panel, two Republican nominated judges, the majority, one Democrat nominated judge in the dissent. Uh, where one of the actual live issues, I think this was the first time it happened before that court, was a litigant who was a biological male, but formally moved that the court address him using female pronouns. So the court had to decide on this. (laughs) And the majority said, no, we're not going to do this. And they used male pronouns. The dissenting judge indulged in this gender dysphoria and said that we will do it and actually use female pronouns. So it, it, was, just, it was just really fascinating to see like this culture war issue that you and I in the day-to-day monthly of politics see yeah. every day on Twitter and whatnot reach the federal judiciary. So, yeah, I have a piece of National Review today talking about that. And um, what can I say? I mean – we're talking about truth, Chad. We're talking. Yeah. We're talking about biological truth. Like yeah. th- there are two sexes. Okay, there's XX chromosome and there's XY chromosome. This ain't complicated. Like I learned this crap in middle school biology. I'm no biologist. I'm no scientist, but I know that there are two sexes. <laughs> and like in the opinion, Judge Duncan for the majority, who's a wonderful judge based in Louisiana, he takes this five by nine matrix that he borrowed from the LGBTQ whatever center at University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, showing all the variations of transgender pronouns. And he, ins- he literally inserts it into the opinion as a way to basically dismiss it and say, we're not going to we're not going to do this. Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. And it, Josh says it so eloquently. Everything Josh says is eloquent. Now, me, I'm here's the way I put it. If I'm in the back seat with you and we're making out and I put my <laughs> hand down your pants, I'm going to be very angry or very happy depending on what I find. And I'm only going to find one of two things, <laughs> period. There's no other variations. For me, that determines your gender. I have to put my hand down your pants. <laughs> I really don't. But there's only two things you're going to find. What are you rolling your eyes about, Steve? You know exactly how I explain things and it makes perfectly good logical sense. Yes, it does. It I does. Just, uh... There it is. And I know people watching this thing or listening to it, they think, why do we care? Why do we care? Why do we care? Well, why do we care? Mm-hmm. Why do we care? Let's, let's, let's answer that question. What's your opinion, Josh? Why does, why does it matter that we care about how somebody else, like what you're describing? Yeah. So there are two, maybe three reasons why I think we really should care. One is the truth inherently is worth defending, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, truth should be defended for the sake of truth. I mean, that's kind of historically speaking the entire purpose of 
debate in the, in the academy going back to Socrates, Aristotle, going back to all the ancients. They literally engage in the Socratic dialogue in order to reach the truth. So if we feel like we have the truth, then it is worth defending for its own sake. Second, language cannot change this much and this drastically mm -hmm. and remain viable. Now, some words can change meaning over time, of course, and plenty of words do change meaning over time. Like, for example, uh, decimate. The word decimate back in the day, the, the, uh, the letters D-E-C mean 10. So mm -hmm. it was literally to take out one out of 10 of the opposing military. Today, it just means more generally to kind of just wipe out. So, wipe out. so words can change their meaning. But what wor words as basic as pronouns, like mm -hmm. the building blocks of distinguishing, as you quite aptly put it, between a male and female genitalia, that cannot change. And right. words like that just cannot change for the English language to be valuable. And I think the third and probably the most important reason why it's important for us to draw a hard line on this is because there are actually really bad side effects to the transgender movement. We saw it here in Texas with James Younger. Mm -hmm. We are encouraging the premature preteen sexualization of children. We are encouraging children to choose their own gender and engaging in oftentimes irreversible hormonal tampering chemical castration frankly is really what's going on here yeah. there are really there are corrosive like actual real life effects of this too if you control the language you control the culture and that's a big thing and and you're right i couldn't agree i mean stamp of approval times deck <laughs> <laughs> 10 you know desi so here's my thing I mean, you look at Lenin. You know, Lenin's like, eh, we got we to gotta control the Vladimir Lenin. We got to control the population. We got to control the way people think. Let's just put out our own publication, our own newspaper. We'll call it truth. It's not. It's propaganda. But we'll use language. We'll use rhetoric. We'll use, you know, to make people, to control the way people think on these things. You got to fight back on this deal. And it has gotten serious. I mean, if you misgender somebody in the UK, you could go to prison. It's, I mean, it's New York City. You can New be, York City yeah. has become that way. It's crazy. It's absolutely ludicrous. So you got to fight this stuff. So if I'm, a, if I want to be a she, Natalie, you I'm not call going to jail me for you. Or else. I mean, you remember when on Saturday Night Live it was just Pat? <laughs> we <laughs> were walking through the airport the other day, and and there was a Pat, and there was a there Pat was. pushing a luggage cart right there, and Steve, Steve, sure enough. He turns around, and looks at me, and goes, "Did you see that, Pat?" <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I, you don't know, right? You don't know. Yeah, amorphic gender, well, whatever. I, I was just thinking a while ago about the statement you made. There's probably a bunch of homorphodites right now gathering together and going to throw their outrage on you. Yeah, it's okay. Their hate. It's okay. Are you scared of them, Chad? No, I'm really not. <laughs> I'm really not, man. I I don't know. I I think this this just gotten we. It's like somebody just threw it into overdrive and just just or hyperdrive. And just we're just zooming into this yeah. insanity and trying to normalize right. the crazy. I mean, let me, let me clarify one thing. Hopefully, that this goes without saying. Okay, I, I have never experienced gender dysphoria. What what psychologists, psychiatrists call gender dysphoria. People who have this, it sounds it sounds pretty confusing and awful so yeah. we, we should have you know our, our jewish and christian selves should have compassion sure 100 for the individuals but the remedy for that is not to indulge in this it is for to encourage them to seek help yeah. and to fight back against all the other pernicious effects that we were just talking about well and correct me if i'm wrong but the suicide rate after someone goes through a yes. change does not drop that's Is absolutely that right. If I, yeah, no, I, th I think it actually gets worse. Um, right. I mean, in, in my piece today, statistically, I yeah, no, I cited today um, Dr. Paul McHugh, who was formerly like the top 
dog. I can't remember his exact title at Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore, one of the top hospitals in the country. And he's been opposing transgender sex reassignment surgery, whatever you want to call it, for years now um, on these grounds. Like it does, it does not actually help the people that it purports to help. Mm. Yeah. And then you have on, it, it kind of started, the Joe Rogan thing started trending over the weekend because he came out and said, I'll probably vote for Bernie Sanders because so on and so forth. And then Bernie kind of trumpeted that. And, and then um, CNN came out and said, well, Rogan, who's known for his racist, homophobic and transphobic <laughs> remarks, which give me a break. Yeah, I'm like, go hell? sue him. Sue him. Get whatever Nick Sandman left on the table. Get the rest of the money. But I'm sure people would watch this, us talking about this. And they would say, well, we're transphobic. I, well, no. I mean, I have compassion for you if you're going through it. This is a major thing. Johns Hopkins University has said this is a mental illness. Yeah. And, and rather than promoting this, if, if let's say a person has schizophrenia and they don't know who they are, they've got multiple personalities popping in and out all the time. I would want to see that person get the right help mm -hmm. because that's not a healthy way to go through life. If you have one anatomy, one by, and by the way, folks, biology is not bigotry. Don't get that confused. It's not bigotry. It's science. And, and if you have this turmoil going on inside of yourself that you don't know who you are, God knows. Get some help. I mean, look, I, I got all kind of brain issues. I take medicine for it. I get, I get misgendered at least once a month. Exactly. Somebody walks up exactly. behind us in a restaurant or something. Ma'am. That's right. Like, Sometimes I tell window. you to call me daddy. I turned so. around and they saw my beard and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. That's funny. I don't care. Well, today, he's like, I'm not going to sue anybody. No. In today's day and age, though, you can't assume that it's only men who have beards, though. Am I yeah, right? That's right. true. Yeah. 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 I saw a lady at a show the other night who had a full-blown goatee. Yeah. Yeah. We have a fun demo. <laughs> Demographic is It cool. sounds like it. Yeah. We have a real interesting demo. Um, yeah. I don't know if you caught that or not, but it's true. Yeah. We had a bearded lady. I have another comment I'm going to hold to myself. For later. <laughs> just, oh no. Chicken. The game I play at your shows. Where, yeah. where was the show with the bearded lady? Seattle. Oh, okay. Believe it or not. That's yeah. a, that, it seems like a West Coast thing. That's why I was curious. Yeah. No, she wasn't. But yeah, uh, you know. It's, I, don't, I don't think you'd find that in Birmingham, Alabama. No. They, no. they just usually mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> we like, but hey, look, you know, hormones are a blessed thing. I'm going through menopause. I can't help it. See, I've got Shame. this new. I've got a new bit that I do in, in the show I'm doing right now, the Am I Crazy show, where I talk about hormones and I talk about women. You know, women have that hormone and men have that hormone. And then as you get older, we kind of start to change. You know, the women want more of this and the men are a little more like this. And, and so and, and it's it's basically talking about the genders. I mean, we, we deal with this. We got this weird scramble of chemicals going on in our brain. Anyway, when that stuff starts getting messed up, then... You know, you got to get the help for it. I go to the doctor for my brain because I'm crazy. The only thing I learned right there was that I should be a cougar. <laughs> That's the only thing that I heard come out of your mouth. Because when I get older, I'm like, yeah, yeah. you're like that. We know. We know at your age. You're right. a horn dog, Natalie. Whatevs. Poor Joseph. Get on this Poor Joseph. Get on the table. Get on the table. Anyway, so what do you think about that whole, uh, first of all, let me back up. Let me back up. Let's get in a broader spectrum. At the end of the day, do you think, do you buy into the conspiracy idea that um, that uh, Nancy is, would like to see this thing go to a longer trial so it holds up Sanders and... And helps Biden. It, and that it helps Biden. 
I mean, I, I think I, that's just I, thinking I, a lot I, into it. I'm legitimately open to it. I'm not convinced of it, to be sure. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, Occ Occam's razor, like the simplest thing is probably the, the, the correct thing, suggests that Nancy Pelosi is just an idiot. Yeah. Like, just like a, a, a bad Do you think actor. she is? I mean, do you think she's legitimately an idiot or just easy to make fun of? She, well, she's very easy to make fun of. Yeah. Um, that is beyond question. I don't think she has a very high political IQ. I don't know like what her book smarts are or whatever, but I don't yeah. think she's that savvy a political actor. I mean, nothing over her political right. career has particularly indicated that to me. Yeah. yeah. I, it, I begin to wonder about a lot of them in that regard. Yeah, no, absolutely. So do you think Biden is, is the guy in the long run? Because to me, he looks like he's just about to snap at any time. You know, Chad, I write this weekly like election impeachment analysis newsletter for the Daily Wire for our subscribers. And what I've been saying for like a month, month and a half now is, you know, I got my hand caught in the cookie jar when I was predicting Liz Warren was surging. So I'm going to say Biden's the front runner until Iowa comes in. And yeah. that's coming in real shortly, obviously. Having said that, in my heart of hearts, what I actually feel like, I think Bernie Sanders is going to win Iowa and New Hampshire back to back. Yeah. And from there, it gets really interesting. Really interesting. Really interesting. Because Joe Biden probably is still going to win South Carolina, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's got that firewall. He's got huge African-American community support. And then Super Tuesday, he'll probably clean up across the South in general. But then you got Nevada before then. It's going to be really interesting to see how the DNC and the Democrats more generally react if Bernie wins Iowa and New Hampshire back to back, because Lord knows the establishment doesn't want that to happen. Yeah. Let's fire off some things that I think people believe at large, but we don't prove. So you, there's no way to prove them. So do you think Epstein killed himself? I do not. Oh, sorry. I think that did it, I do think Epstein killed sorry, himself. I do not think I do not think Epstein killed himself. OK. Yeah, I do. Th I do think that there's someone uh do you think Mossad was involved? I do not think Mossad was You're involved. You're a Jewish authority. Come on. <laughs> so, so I do you think Jelaine Maxwell could po possibly be Mossad? I'm open to the possibility. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Yeah, I, or some some way connected. There's something deep going on there, yeah. and I don't even like using the phrase deep state. But I, I there's something deep that's there. I've actually warmed up to it. I opposed yeah. that term for years because I didn't want to yeah. sound like Alex Jones with a tinfoil I'm hat. I, I'm, I've warmed up yeah. to it a lot, honestly. I'm 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 simmering. I'm warming yeah. up to it. Uh, this Vinman guy that was uh, like this kind of stuff. I see so much of that. And I'm like, oh. And after the Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, and the Comey, and yeah. all this stuff, I'm just like, oh, there's just stuff that's there that I don't like. And I'm not even talking Clinton's, Trump's. I, I'm just talking, it, yeah. there's a bigger umbrella. The whole of, whistleblower process, yeah. to me, was kind of just very eye-opening, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the fact that the whistleblower could get to that high of authority, he was coordinating with Schiff and everything. Like The deep state, to me, has become almost just synonymous with this entrenched, left, sorry, entrenched leftist bureaucracy, right? Going yeah. back to Woodrow Wilson, the civil service, and all that. I mean... It's been there forever. Um, it just seems like they are particularly now obstructionist and trying to hinder the president's agenda. Yeah. Do you think? Do you do you think that the Clintons have been involved in this many murders? <laughs> Look, <laughs> with with Hillary and 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 her BFF Huma Abedin. Uh, yeah. I don't know. See, I think I'm, Huma, I'm, I'm open to it. I think Huma Abedin. I think we're talking Manchurian candidate here. Yeah. I think that if Hillary had gotten in, it would yeah. have been a deadly thing. Vince Foster did not kill himself. I will certainly say that. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I don't think the boys on the tracks uh, took a nap either. And so we're going to talk about that. We've got an expose coming up. Actually, we're going to tie a lot of this stuff in together. The Arkansas Mafia and the Iran Contra and the boys on the track. And we got a bunch of stuff coming up. You be ready uh, mid February. But there's so many things out there that people just gravitate to. And, you know, I get messages every day about, 
you know, Trump is this and Trump is, I can't believe you would support a guy who did that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think of myself as supporting Trump for Trump's sake. Right. He's a guy standing in the gap Mm -hmm. of a whole lot of BS that's going on. And fortunately, he's standing reasonably strong in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. How do you see that? Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely right. Um, I mean, I I didn't even vote for the president in 2016. I obviously did not vote for Hillary, but um, I I was hardcore on the Ted Cruz bandwagon and like all like the personal stuff. I I, I just couldn't couldn't bring myself to do it. I will enthusiastically vote for him in 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, I look. His record has been way more conservative than I ever thought it could possibly be. Yeah. And the left has just lost its doggone mind. The, the, the Brett Kavanaugh thing to me was a, I, I've described it as a civilizational wake-up call. Amen. The, the left was calling that just a job interview for which he might be disqualified. That's not what that was. That was them disregarding and throwing out 5,000 years of innocence or proven guilty norms going back to like Hammurabi and Mesopotamia. Yeah. Like literally like before like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob maybe. Like, like, <laughs> like I mean like. <laughs> that's deep. Like that's, that's pretty, that's pretty far back, yeah. right? Um, so they've, I'm, I'm going to support Trump, but I, look, like you, Chad, I'm not like a never Trumper. I'm not an always Trumper. I'm a conservative. Yeah. I'm a conservative who supports conservative philosophy, conservative policy, conservative jurisprudence, all that stuff. So when the president does right by my standards, I praise him. Yeah. When he messes up, I try to criticize him. I, I have a friend last night, Drew White, great guy, used to be on Ted Cruz's staff, Heritage Action. He's in Austin now working for uh, Connie Burden's company, The Texan, doing great work there. He had a really great tweet. He was like, over the past few years, I've learned to just completely shut out every so-called conservative pundit was just a blind never Trumper or, exactly. an, or an always Trumper because if your whole identity is tied to one man's personality, you don't actually believe in anything. Yeah. So that's yeah. how I see it. No, I have people who they come at us all the time. They're like, oh, you guys, y'all just, you worship Trump. And I'm like, no, if you would really listen to the entire council of what we say on this show and other postings and things like that, we don't. I, I'm, I'm a big critic of Trump, actually, mm-hmm. uh, for many things. But again, I appreciate the fact that he's been a stalwart in standing in the gap mm-hmm. for some things. He's done several things I don't like. I don't like his approach to the Second Amendment. Um, there's, you know, things I don't think that, you know, bump stock shouldn't have been outlawed. I, there's stuff that, you know, just I can nitpick, but there's some things there. And I'm certainly not going to hold him up as some kind of icon to my kids and say, I want you to be like this right, man. Right, right. <laughs> I want you to be a billionaire playboy, real estate mogul. Right. That goes out and does what he does. I mean, the man is what he was, right? He yeah. was a Cyrus. He's a Cyrus. You and know, he's doing what he said he that's would a, do. That's exactly right. Yeah, know, 40, he's, a, he's a barbarian ago, king. He he's, said, this, these are the things I would do yeah. if I were president. Yeah. Like, my my biggest bone to pick with the president is probably, like, spending. That the spending, if anything, is not worse than was under Obama. But here's the reality. Donald Trump did not run as like a Ted Cruz, like deficit reducing fiscal yeah. conservative. It, on the contrary, his entire his entire real estate empire in New York was built on his reputation as the so-called king of debt. He loves debt. Yeah. That's his mm. thing. Like, I think the only issue that like he really ran on that he has not quite fulfilled his promises on is immigration. And he's tried sometimes. The courts have done a number in holding up that agenda. He probably could do more unilaterally, I think. But um, other than that, he's really mostly done exactly what he said he would do. He's just not a very traditional conservative is all. Yeah. He's, I've always said that he's, if anything, probably politically left of center in a big way. Certainly historically. Historically, for sure. Way. Absolutely. So but he just has done some very pro-America things. And that's, it's amazing to me that people get pissed off at being pro-America mm-hmm. or America first. But, or, and then you look at immigration and you, now you have Mexico that's sending people back to Honduras. Right. And, 
they're stopping them before they can come across. Right. So they are kind of, you know, and that's one that's one thing that Trump has done too. He's actually been very good at getting other other countries to do what he tells them to do. NATO is a good exa- example too. When he said like to our European allies, who are increasingly not really allies on the matters internationally that really matter. He was saying, y'all are not holding up your end of the bargain. The NATO charter says you've got to contribute 2% of your GDP to defense spending. And like, none of you are doing this. And like the Council on Foreign Relations and all the various New York, D.C. foreign policy establishment think tank people criticized the crap out of him for that. But you know what? It worked. Like the Europeans are now spending more on defense. So the Mexico-Guatemala thing is a great example, too. Uh, he's actually done a, a number on that. I mean, like this new trade deal with Mexico and Canada, he's... From an international relations perspective, I think he's actually been very good, honestly. Yeah. I like to watch it happen. Uh, We'll see. I mean, we'll see. It's amazing to me. When you just put him side by side and you got Nancy Pelosi and her signing her articles of impeachment and them turning it over on the same day he's doing this phase one trade deal with China. And it's like, good God. I mean, at what point in time do you guys just step back and say, but they just hate the man so much. They just hate him. Orange man bad, right? Hate him. Him. Yeah. It's mind blowing. They yeah. they have their TDS has turned into a full blown case of shiftless. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great that's a great line, Chad. <laughs> You're welcome, America. You're welcome. We've got a I don't know if you've seen it or not, but if you go to my website, watchchad.com, you've got in our store we've got the uh, Trump twenty twenty four campaign shirts. I've not seen that. <laughs> <laughs> They're selling like crazy just because for me, if you're gonna have the Trump derangement syndrome so bad then we're just going to stir it up to continue yeah. to make you more maddening. I mean, and so I came up with the Trump 2024, which it could be. It doesn't have to be Don. It doesn't have to be Big Don. You know, it could be anybody. And But I just love playing on the uh, whole tyrant thing. He's a dictator, as Nadler said. No. Now, if he was a dictator, you wouldn't have a place to be saying those things, right? Dictators don't usually allow opposing speech to come at you. If he, was, if he was a dictator, he would be doing any number of things, yeah. right, unilaterally, as opposed to deferring to Congress and the, and the judiciary. I mean, in my opinion, he's actually, it's going to sound a little weird maybe, he's not being, quote unquote, dictatorial enough. I think on the immigration thing, he could yeah. be doing a lot more unilaterally as opposed yeah. to letting the courts just run his immigration agenda. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he does keep the kids in the cages. That's, that's a, I mean, that's where I keep my kids. <laughs> Dog crate. But tomato, tomato, whatever. You're a great American, chef. I am. I, I just like to train them. You never know when we got to travel, kids. I'm just getting you guys ready to be detained. That's that's the only deal. <laughs> that and I, uh, I make them eat bat soup. I want to build up the fortification. I just want to fortify their immune system. Have you seen the bat soup thing with the whole coronavirus? Have you seen the pictures of the bat? I have not bat? seen the actual pictures of the oh bat soup. God. I literally can't even fathom what it takes for someone to eat, drink that, whatever it looks yeah. like. I, yeah, It's know. a bat. Ugh. It's looking at you. I mean, it is a full-blown Bruce Wayne definitely right not, there. Definitely not kosher. I can say that much. <laughs> not kosher. <laughs> Let me tell you something, folks. We started off talking about biblical law. You read the Torah, okay? Get into the law. I'm telling you, take a, take that seventh day off, which, by the way, the seventh day, that's, that's, that's Saturday, okay? Do whatever you got to do. Take a day off and uh, go back to some kosher guidelines in terms of how you control your diet because, my gosh. Well, bare minimum, don't have bat soup right? <laughs> bat soup is staring at you with teeth and everything oh, oh and the wings are oh. out it's got fur on it still <laughs> oh these people are eating it and then they show pictures of these chinese markets which is you've made the point steve they've been eating that for five thousand years you know it's the same I stuff said a million but you know but yeah 5, you said like 219 million, million. but 
<laughs> Steve just starts making up numbers. The uh, I just want to hear people tell me when the Earth began and. But I see these animals like. laying out there in the market, and I'm like, I, I can't even identify what that is. And I and I'm educated in animal husbandry. I don't know <laughs> what that is, right? So, anyway, anyway, hope you know, keep that stuff in the mainland over there. Don't be bringing it over Has here. Has there been a Texas case yet? Not a Texas case. Okay. What's the closest? I know we've got Toronto, Arizona, Indiana, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. I want to say there was somewhere like Illinois, maybe a case like that. Yeah, I know. I, I started like coughing Kentucky. over the weekend. I started checking oh, symptoms. No. I got on yeah. WebMD. Did you really? Yeah. No, not really. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't go to WebMD. It just tells you you're going to die. <laughs> you know, answer. You Every got time. a hangnail. You, know? you got five Every months. Every time. It's terrible. Where can people find everything you're doing? Uh, on Twitter, Josh underscore Hammer. At the Daily Wire, I've got stuff every day. Yeah, uh, that's probably the easiest place. Yeah. Do you ever feel pressure to like perform? Do I ever feel pressure to perform? Yeah, like to have something profound you know, every single day for I, Daily I, Wire. Because I, I know there's a high standard there. Yeah. The short answer is no. Yeah. Uh, I definitely don't feel pressure with you, Chad. Amen. You're a very welcome guest. Amen. I love what you do. I've always loved what you do. I appreciate do. that. Brother. I read what you do and. And you make it look easy. That's why I ask oh. that question. You make it look easy. Now, me, you know, we have politicalcowboy.com. I've got contributors. There for a while, I just, my time was so consumed. I was like, I, gotta, I, can't, I can't do an article a day. It's just too much with everything else I got going on. But I'm trying to recommit myself to going back to that because it has a great reach. And, of course, mine's kind of a tongue-in-cheek poke at the pol- yeah, yeah, politics yeah. of the day. Um, so I write quickly. That's like that, yeah. that's one thing that that's I, good. I, I've just always been able to do. So yeah. it, it, it works well for me. Yeah. yeah, It's always a good time hanging out with Josh Hammer. Follow him on Twitter. It's very insightful. Very insightful. Make sure you're reading his articles. Check him out. He'll probably has, send you his address if you want to send him some donations, <laughs> financial contributions. We're all about remuneration around here. Look at Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians, and Herbert the Silent Deer right over her shoulder there, still making the face he was when he got hit by that truck. You can go to watchchad.com and buy you a Herbert the Silent Deer t-shirt. That's right. You got the Herbert the Silent Go over there and grab one of those things, Steve. Is there one you, over there? Yeah, I think somewhere. There's a, uh, And then, of course, you can go to uh, partyfoundation.com, and, and we got merch everywhere, man. We're a t-shirt world around here. We got I just asked for Blaze. one of the 2024, Trump 2024, and he literally, and I said, I'm willing to pay for it. He's like, I've got to fulfill the orders already. I'm like, I, I don't ask for a lot yeah. on the show. I just said I have to fulfill all the standing orders. I should get a shirt, and then I'll take care. Yeah, of there's it. hundreds of them going out. He, Steve's got a lot to do. Yeah, there it is. There's Herbert, Studio 22, right there with the microphone in his face. That's a callback to the old <laughs> studio we were in. I'm bringing a few of these to Bakersfield and uh, Reno and. We'll be there this weekend. weekend. Uh, We're going to Bakersfield, California. We'll be there on the 30th, which is Thursday night. And then on the 31st, we're going to Visalia, California. Long country music tradition in Bakersfield. Oh, big time. Bakersfield sound. Big time. I've got a reputation in Bakersfield. Yeah, we got thrown out of a bar last year. (laughs) Uh, Oh, jeez. Fight broke out. And it wasn't our fault, but one of our guys got attacked. And, of course, we're rednecks, so we fought back. (laughs) I didn't. I don't want to get any of this messed up, you know. And but Steve was punches. throwing punches. Steve was in there. He was hitting our guy. Yeah. <laughs> True fire. story. Friendly fire. Uh, I didn't know whose ribs I was punching. Yeah, Steve was just taking body blows. So he'd giving body blows out. Sorry, just Vince. taking shots. <laughs> we were we were in a bar in Bakersfield. I love going to Bakersfield. We go every year. And uh, we were in this bar, and this guy was wearing a Folds of Honor pullover. 
And this guy stopped me as I was coming back from the restroom. He's like, man, I really like that, that, you know, that thing you're wearing, whatever. And I said, yeah, Folds of Honor, great organization. Thanks for supporting. And I went on. I thought he was a cool dude. And uh, he'd gone out to, I guess, have a cigarette or something, this guy. He comes back in. He's pretty drunk. And our buddy Vince Moreno was with us. Pretty drunk. <laughs> he was pretty drunk. And the guy uh, smarted off at Vince. He said something kind of racist to him. Yeah. And Vince was like, you know, hey, he was willing to blow it off. But the guy didn't stop. So then the guy kind of shoved Vince. Well, that ain't a good idea. So Vince's Mexican little fire plug body jumped up out of that chair and went to wailing on that guy. And everybody, it was a melee, and Steve was wailing on. <laughs> I was wailing Vince. on Vince. Was, Vince was like, I think I broke my rib. I said, no, I think Steve broke your rib. <laughs> Chad, how, how often would you say that you and your team get thrown out of bars? That's it. That's the only time in all the years. And, and so I was like, uh, I, I, I was across the thing. I was having a conversation with somebody who had come to the shows, and I texted Steve right in the middle. As soon as it broke out, I said, get his ass out of here. Mm-hmm. And the bouncer was dragging me out by then. And so, so. and I look, and Steve's in the middle of it. And I was like, well, he ain't going to get that text. <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, boys, time to peace out. And uh, we were walking down the thing, and these couple of cowboys at a bar across the street recognized us, like, hey, where are y'all going? I said, well, we got to get out of here. Why? And said, well, a little, little uh, so we touch gave up a description. We gave a description of the guy. They're like, oh, we're going there and tune that up. <laughs> So yeah, man, Bakersfield's a great. Coming great for you, Bakersfield. We uh, we. Uh, I've never been. I should make it. It's a cool place. It's yeah. a cool little place. It's it's a California redneck town, and when I say that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in a Good nice people. way, in a great way. Good. Chad folks. knows a bar. Yeah, I'll take you to it. Well, we had a. Uh, I think we, I think Kevin McCarthy's from there, right? The house. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We have, um, you know, people all the time. They've always described me as a modern Will Rogers or whatever. I didn't ask for that, and I don't I don't wear it. But people say that. But because of that, Will Rogers' family has reached out to me, and they live there. His oh, wow. granddaughter lives there. She runs all of his heritage foundation and stuff out of Oklahoma, so she's back and forth. Reached out. They're big fans and want to visit when we go out there and give us some stuff. And How like, cool well, is that? Pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, it's a big honor. I mean, people say that. I, I'm like, first of all, do y'all even know who Will Rogers was, like what he did? I mean, yes, he was a humorist. Yes, he was an actor. Yes, he was a rodeo guy and a performer. But he was a Democrat. But the beauty of it is he made fun of politics. <laughs> right, exactly. And everybody's like, well, Will Rogers would never do that. And I'm like, yeah, he made fun of politics. That was his that was his shtick was in saying, a big way. That's like what he's known for, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, last year we pitched, a, we, we, we met with a TV producer out in Hollywood. And it was a great meeting. And my manager, he goes, Let's, I want to take you over here to Will Rogers Park. And, she, and he said, you know, it's just a good place just to go chill. We had a great meeting. So we go over there. And I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. And he goes, yeah. And that we're walking through the park. And he goes, in that bathroom over there, that's where uh, George Michael got arrested for giving a blowjob to the <laughs> – I was like, okay, way to ruin Will Rogers oh, Park in Beverly Hills. Thanks. It's what you remember. Yeah, that's what I remember. Chad Prather was talking about BJ's on his podcast. And Steve was bringing it back up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm using the Will Rogers Airport in OKC for the first time in like two yeah. weeks. Is it a nice airport? I'm sure you've it's been good, there. Yeah. It's good, yeah. It's uh, user-friendly. Okay, good. It's I, I always term airports in terms of user-friendly. And, and it's it's pretty reasonable. That's an important metric. But yeah, it's not... It's not you know, some like DFW is not user friendly. I hate DFW. It's actually. a horrible layout for an airport. Yeah. Dallas Fort Worth is horrible. If you know the airport, it's fine. We yeah. know the airport because we're in it every other day. But if you don't know that airport, I yeah. couldn't find the car the other day. Yeah. <laughs> and it was valet. 
<laughs> yeah, we valet the vehicle, and but if you come yeah. into Terminal D, you got to go upstairs. Anyway, yeah. we're rambling on about stuff. Josh Hammer, Josh underscore Hammer. That's his Twitter, and of course, Daily Wire. Check him out. Do it, do it, do it. Always a pleasure. Doors always open. Anytime we got a hot topic, I want you to come back in here, okay? You got it, my we're man. Go, we're going to schedule. We're always going to schedule it a half hour Let's later than we plan, because I know it's, <laughs> I, it's hammer time. I, I am chronically late. It is not good. <laughs> I call it hammer time because Josh comes in. He's like, he texts me. He's like, I'm going to be a little late. That's cool. We were running a little late ourselves. Oh well. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Impeach. Forty five. <laughs> Ain't happening. <laughs> Maxine, did you do the? Did you do the uh, Facebook, Instagram? Uh, or the LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, challenge. Tinder challenge. No, with I, all the four. Have you seen those? No, I don't even know what this is. Okay, I'll show it to you later on. I, I did. Uh, it shows you know this what you would put your profile picture on each one of those platforms. You know, LinkedIn, you're a little more professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facebook and Tinder, and Instagram, slutty, slutty and Tinder, hell, you're yeah. slutty. Grinder. Yeah. So I did my three pictures, and then I put uh, Anthony Weiner. Doing a selfie <laughs> on uh, this is my Tinder. Tinder profile. That's awesome. But for Maxine, Impeach forty five. I did a I did a pile of poo, a pile of poo, a pile of poo, and Maxine. <laughs> <laughs> she dressed herself. What up is Anthony for Weiner doing these days? Is he in jail? Uh, you know, I don't know. He's back with Huma. He's back with Huma. He's back with Huma. I mean, he, she just can't say no to the Weiner. <laughs> she can't. Huma Abedin cannot say no to the Weiner. What a bizarre couple. Really bizarre, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's a setup. It was a setup. The whole cosmic united states cosmic galaxy was upset when hillary clinton it was supposed to be a done deal when she lost it was it was like like the world turned on its head has there been a more surprising presidential election result ever in the history not of that country? i'm aware of not that i'm aware of either honestly yeah. i mean you'd probably have to go back 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 way but, back but yeah. i still this in terms of the controversy that ensued with it i don't know crazy stuff 2020 is going to be interesting, and 2024 is going to be even better. Go to watchchad.com and get your Trump t-shirts. <laughs> I love y'all. God bless. We'll see you next time. Bye.